Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a special edition of Boomtown Hoops podcast. I am Steven. Uh, I've got Kate and Jackson with me for this one. Guys, um, we've got a special episode, obviously. I'm sure as you can see in the title, we got to interview Jalen Williams, J-Dub. Kate, I'll kind of let you, I mean, like, you're kind of one that got this set up, so I'll kind of let you just kind of talk about how this really happened. Uh, I got in contact. I was chasing a story for SI Thunder, um, and fortunately, I got in contact with this filmer who also films for Chet Holmgren, JoJo. Um, he was he was a big help in this. He kind of set it up for us, corresponded it. I gave him the link. He got J-Dub on, so um, overall, just, like, kind of thanks to him. Exciting moment for us. It's our first, you know, time interviewing anyone at all, but let alone a Thunder player, so... I mean, overall, just a really cool experience, something we get to do for the first time. And then hopefully we get to have more of going forward. Yeah, for sure. It was awesome. I mean, he was super great. Um, look, I said in the last podcast, I said he might not be the NBA Rookie of the Year, but he is our Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. So the Boomtown Hoops Rookie of the Year, Jalen Williams. Go ahead and put that down now. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. We have got Thunder rookie Jalen Williams here with us. Uh, Jalen, we appreciate you hopping on uh, and, and doing this podcast with us. So, um, Kate, I'm just going to let you take the first question and and we'll just go and get started. Uh, Many times I've been able to talk to, you know, any rookie. The first thing I'm most like intrigued about is like making the jump from college to the NBA where this is now your full time job. You don't have school. You don't have any of that. Um, you kind of have just more basketball time on your hands. What is it like making that jump from college to the NBA and how much different is it dealing with the highs and the lows of playing in your rookie year? Um, Yeah, it's definitely hectic at first, like when it kind of all goes down, um, you know, for me, like you're going from like a dorm room to, you know, having to get a house and, you know, I'm learning about all the stuff I got to pay for now. And, you know, like for me, this is my first job I've ever had. So understand Mm -hmm. how taxes work and all like there's just a bunch of stuff outside of basketball that happens so fast and there's so much stuff going on that like it makes basketball I feel like easier because that's like kind of like an outlet it's more of an outlet now so I feel like off the court a lot of it was a lot more hectic like figuring out what to do with my time because like you said like you know you don't have school anymore you're not Mm -hmm. takes up like 90 percent of your time when you're in college and the other 10 is you know extracurricular stuff so I think that was the biggest adjustment. And then like during the season, just, I think for me, especially early on, knowing that there's going to be highs and lows, um, not expecting a ton out of myself, except like, you know, just going out there and playing hard every night and controlling a lot of stuff I control has been big for me. But um, yeah, there's just going to be nights where, you know, you don't play well or a lot of stuff happens. Like, like I literally had four points in Orlando and then I was at 18 last night. So just trying to balance everything out, um, not getting too high or too low, kind of trying to stay even killed throughout the whole season. Uh, you mentioned maybe having a little bit of struggles against the Magic and bouncing back. How important is you, how important is it to you in those games to kind of find a way to impact the game that's n- not necessarily in, you know, scoring or, you know, just little things like hustle plays, you know, big time plays that could swing the game that's not necessarily in the box score? Yeah, for sure. I think I had five steals that game. So mm-hmm. just kind of understanding, you know, where I kind of fit in. Uh, obviously, we have Shea on our team and Josh and other guys that can score the ball. So not every night I'm going to have, you know, 20 or whatever the case may be. So just trying to find different ways that I can impact. I think I've been on the tail end of every kind of situation this year already. We've been in every single close game and I've, I've gotten a lot of good minutes out of it. So kind of just being prepared for any situation, but I think playing hard ultimately, you know, kind of sets the tone for me. I think that takes care of a lot of stuff. 
Uh, I talked to had the pleasure of talking to Aaron Wiggins last year, um, last December. Um, he kind of talked about how last season before you got here, they kind of did a lot of late game adjustments because they were all young. They hadn't really been in that situation a lot at the NBA level. Um, is there kind of that same emphasis at practice after the back to back, maybe kind of just reflecting on maybe what happened in the clutch time and how you can improve next time? Um, I think individually, it's a lot more will probably be the same for like uh, me and the rest of the rookies. Uh, I think they take a lot more individual time to explain stuff like that. But I think them being in it so much in those situations last year kind of helped them to where a lot of it they don't have to kind of reiterate. And now it's more about understanding how to win those situations, which I think we've done a pretty good job of, or even giving ourselves the opportunity to get back into a lot of games. So, but for me, yeah, I think that also just comes with, you know, doing three years of college. So in that sense, you know, kind of being in those situations, obviously a little different than the NBA, but just kind of being in those situations in college coming here, it's not totally new. So. Mm -hmm. And then like the last thing I had basketball wise about, you know, kind of making that transition is, you know, the back-to-backs, the quick turnarounds, the 3 a.m. flights to, you know, Orlando right after a home game and then making it back for a home game two days later, kind of, how is that, how is the, the hecticness of that travel kind of in your rookie year? Um, That was, that was brutal. That was our first like real kind of mm -hmm. that back-to-back where I'm on the bus, uh, you know, driving to the hotel. And it's like, man, like you're in the NBA because it's 3 a.m. and you're, you're just getting in, you play in a couple hours. So that was, that was definitely the most brutal tournament we've had, but it, it's been fun. I think I've, I've kind of taken all these, these uh kind of instances and just made them a positive. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, especially for me, eight months ago, I was on a bus to go play St. Mary's so yeah a lot different now but it, it, it's it's an experience I think just taking the goods and the bads with it yeah one thing we always hear like rookies say is how one of the biggest differences between college and the NBA is the speed of the game um I feel like it's we always hear speed of the game speed of the game speed of the game but what specifically have you found to be like the biggest difference when it comes to the speed of the game is it you know guys off the dribble is it you know the way offenses move like what is to you has like been the biggest difference in the speed um, yeah, I agree. And I don't think for me, it was speed wasn't the adjustment. Um, just cause I like to play at my own kind of pace, but, um, I would definitely say, um, there's a lot more ways to get fouled in the NBA. So discipline is definitely a bigger, a bigger emphasis than I think people realize, you know, you have guys like, um, Harden and Embiid who shoot 18, 19 free throws a game you know, obviously that that's, that's in their, their bag, you know, that's, that's part of their craft where they can get fouls like that. So kind of understanding who you're guarding has been probably the hardest transition for me, um, especially now, cause I'm guarding like the one through the five, like I was guarding Porzingis last night. So definitely kind of understanding who you're guarding has been probably the most difficult transition. You know, I'll, sometimes I'll be in the post and next thing I'm coming off down screens guarding, you know, Jalen Brown or Tatum. So it's been fun, but that, that definitely has been my biggest adjustment. You talked about guarding guys, you know, who can, who can uh, draw fouls. And you had to guard DeMar DeRozan, who's one of the best in the mid-range with the pump fake. Kind of what was your takeaways from that game and, you know, learning maybe what you took away from that game specifically with DeMar DeRozan? It's funny you mentioned him because everybody that asked me, like, who is your toughest, like, who's the hardest person that you've – it's either him or Bradley Beal, and it it's for that exact reason. Like, mm -hmm. I think that was one of my, like, earlier starts in the season, and – I, I ended up like guarding him off kind of like on the block and he head faked me like six times in a row. Mm -hmm. I like jumped at every single one of them, but he he's, yeah, he's really good at it. But like, to your point, I went from DeMar DeRozan to Zach Levine in that game. So just trying to figure out different ways to be effective on each of those ends. But yeah, he's, he's definitely the toughest cover I've had so far. And he, he's really good at 
you know, you just see how many years they stack on and how good they get. So. You, yeah. You talked about how you play at your own pace. And that's something that's been extremely noticeable coming in. Like as a rookie, you don't seem to get sped up um, and you play alongside Shea, who might be the definition of play at your own pace. feels like he moves in slow motion. Um, and I've, I've seen, I've heard you say you, you kind of, you watch Shea, you know, you've seen how he plays. Who are some other guys besides Shea that you, you look at and you've kind of modeled your game after like over time, even going back to, you know, when you were younger. Um, I mean, I grew up a Kobe fan. Um, I think early on, I kind of realized that I don't, I didn't really want to play like Kobe uh, just because I feel like there's, there's really only going to be one, one or two people that are ever going to take those shots. <laughs> and it's just, I just didn't see it like kind of fitting into my game, but yeah, like over the past years, it's been a lot of Shay, which is just, it's just ironic that it happened to be that way. And then uh, Bradley Beal, um, I kind of said him a lot and then uh, Karis LeVert. And, you know, those are three guys that I'm either end up playing with or played against. So definitely in that, in that regard, just kind of how they get to their spots. And I think they're really efficient at, you know, using their dribbles, you know, they're not using a ton of moves to get to where they need to be. Um, it kind of just, I feel like they're kind of definition of figuring out what exactly their game is and just kind of being able to do that. Cause I mean, you look at Shea now and it's kind of does almost the same thing every game. And then when he does something else kind of out of the blue that he, that, you know, I see him in the team season work on is just completely new for obviously def different defenses and stuff. But yeah, those, those three guys for sure. I want to talk about something kind of similar to that, you know, kind of Shea has different points of attacks. Um, this is kind of more of a fun question. You've shown different things kind of over different games. So first off, we saw some emphatic dunks at, earlier in the season, which has still been a trend. Um, I don't know if you've seen the stat that you currently lead all guards in dunks. Um, have you seen that by chance? Yeah, today, actually, they told me on one of our interviews today. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, also you've had that against the grain floater coming across the lane to the left side, shooting with your right hand. That's kind of been a staple. Um, is there going to be a next, like, you shot that we're going to see consistently? Maybe the the pullback mid-range pull-up, maybe? Um, I don't know. I, I think that's that's the fun of being in the NBA right now is, mm. you know, uh, you play so many games, you just kind of get to try stuff every game. So, mm. Um, we'll see, but I've, I've definitely gotten to a lot of stuff that I want to be comfortable with, you know, uh, kind of going left, being able to kind of bump and get to my mid-range pull-up has kind of been a key a key way to do it. I mean, I don't want to say cuts are a signature, but I feel like to start the year out especially, it was kind of like the only way I was scoring because obviously you're still trying to figure out a bunch of stuff. So that, that became kind of essential to my game, but now I'm starting to figure out different spots that can be effective. And um, I mean, yeah, like I said, you just you just got to try stuff, bro. Like I'm just out there. Sometimes I'll do something. I'm like, I'll probably come out for this, but you got to yeah. see if it works or not. Uh, the backdoor cut dunks are, are quite fun to watch. Um, And you talked a little bit about SGA and his second year, his first year with the Thunder. He had Chris Paul as his mentor Um, and you looked up to him in his game. Do you kind of see yourself in that kind of position with him, considering that, you know, he's, he's been in the league five years now. Does he ever kind of give you tips or advice about your game since you do model it after him to an extent? Um, yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of it is just also me watching, um, you know, when you're playing and you're kind of with him every day. So I think a lot of it is without me even knowing. But yeah, he he's good at kind of just I think with everybody, too. He's just a good leader in, in regards to, you know, trying to help us all get better. But yeah, he's definitely shown me like bumps and just kind of things like that or what he what he finds effective. Obviously, he's not going to give me everything he's doing, but yeah, just kind of things in that nature. I mean, we also have good vets like Mike. Mike's been, uh, you know, kind of vital in that. Uh, K. Rich as well. 
in just regards to a lot of off the court stuff. Um, Lou defensively, kind of watching Lou and seeing how he's able to disrupt. I mean, Lou guards every position as well. That I'm gonna give him six four, not six four, but <laughs> you know, he guards every position. So just trying to take everything from everybody. And then uh, the next thing is kind of a two part question. Um, first off. You, you said, you know, a lot about modeling game after SGA and then kind of getting drafting, drafted here is, you know, kind of ironic. But whenever it came down to the draft day and you knew maybe you might be coming here, was that kind of exciting because of that? And then second, coming to Oklahoma City, how has Oklahoma City been, you know, as part of the team with the team and the city itself kind of just living here? Um. Okay, to answer the first part of that, I'm going to be 100. I don't – I told my agency, like, don't tell me where you think I'm going to go. Don't tell mm -hmm. me where you're interested I went through the whole draft process and had no idea. So for really? me to get picked at 12, I I don't know if you guys have seen the reaction, but like it, it kind of just stunned because I had no idea. Yeah. Um, I wanted to kind of keep that, you know, just kind of like even the green room invite for me was kind of last minute. I think it was like the day, day of. So, or the, the day before they, they close it off. So yeah, I definitely didn't know. And I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that I got to come to Oklahoma. Uh, obviously there's not a ton going on, but the people are, have been super embracing to me um and the area is really nice out here as well um gas is cheap <laughs> no but it's been good i mean the fans have been awesome as well um you know it's just a good place for me to kind of grow into a big career here so Jalen, you answered one of your questions on your youtube video you had someone asked you dave's hot chicken or raisin canes so what i want to ask you what's one restaurant that oklahoma city doesn't have that they should have Oh, I'm going to say, um, oh, good question. Because they have a lot. You guys have a lot of stuff out here. Like a Whataburger is almost unheard of everywhere else. Um, oh, I, I don't want uh, JoJo saying in and out in the back. <laughs> I don't like in and out. Uh, I think Shake Shack. I think that's the next big, uh, next big little burger thing that needs to be out here. Shake Shack or Culver's. I don't know if there's a Culver's out here yet. I haven't been everywhere. But yeah, Shake Shack or Culver's. Then back to the court a little bit. Um, last night you got some MVP chance in Loud City. Uh, how how was that? I know you talked about it a little bit at practice, but if you want to expand on that, you kind of diverted it to Shea. Yeah. Uh, I mean it's cool. Um, for sure. I'm not ever gonna complain about MVP chance. Um, I think a little premature. <laughs> but yeah, that's just that's just a testament to the fans. They've been great since I've been here. Like I said before, I'm I'm excited to be here and grow as a player in person here. I saw after practice today, I might have been before, you were uh, you were shooting around with Eric Maynard. Um, so he actually was the reason I became a Thunder fan originally. He was my favorite player in college uh, when he was at VCU. So my question, a little bit before your time, do you know how much of a dog he was? I mean, he's got game. Like, I don't know what he shows off, but Eric Maynard, like, true, like, he's a bucket getter. No, and that, that's what he says. So I got I to gotta watch some highlights because he that's, that's literally all he says. He won't ever shoot really, but he'll just be like, man, I was in college to get buckets. So yeah. you go back, he, he, hit a, he hit a shot in the, uh, the NCAA tournament to knock out Duke uh, his sophomore, junior year. I mean, Eric, he's, he's a bucket. Yeah, I, I know he's serious for sure. I, I, I never take that for granted. I, I actually, like, I think, what was it, 2K, when they had that run with him, Harden, you know, Russ, and kind of the rest of that crew and KD – yeah. obviously he was big in 2k so yeah he's he's known for sure thunder legend yeah but he he's been good kind of he's like my my coach too like as far as my development so he's been good you know being able to assess my game and stuff like that so jalen i got one for you so it's april 10th the the day after the 
the the last home game of the year, last end of the regular season. What would be one goal that that you know that you would want to have accomplished by by that day? I think for me, especially in the first year, I haven't really tried to set any any goals or and it's hard to have a lot of expectations because obviously it's my first year. But um, I think for me, I just don't want to look back and have a lot of regrets in in terms of how I developed. Uh, I think just kind of not being in the same place as I was or kind of reverting back. So I think just constantly getting better. I kind of want to be able to look back and and say, okay, last year, April 10th in 2022, you're working on a Santa Barbara. Do you think you're the same as you are now? And hopefully the answer is no, you got better. So that, that, that'll be my thing. Uh, I think every day I'm just trying to get a little better. So touched on it earlier. Um, you're leading the team in dunks right now. But when it comes to Flash, like, is it you? Who's the best dunker on the team, you know, all around? Obviously, I, you can say you, but is there anybody, like, I I know Trey catches lobs every once in a while, brings out some bounce. Like, who, like, if you're going, who's going to be in the dunk contest? You have dunk contest, we got to send somebody. Who are you sending? Oh, I would send, uh, I would send Bays. 100% I would send Bays. And then I would probably say Trey. I think I'm more of a, um, I was seeing on Twitter, everybody was trying to get me to do the dunk contest and that, that won't ever happen. Um, I don't have like a, I can do all this stuff, but I don't have like any, um, like dunk contest dunks. I'm just more of a, a try and dunk on somebody in the game. And that, that's kind of it. Maybe I'll work on that this summer. Maybe I'll like try and get like a dunk bag, but um, yeah. I'm not going to give Shay an honorable mention. No, Shay's not getting an honorable mention <laughs> No, he, no, no, Josh. I, I no, Josh definitely not. <laughs> no, after his uh his little mishap with the the dunk where he I think he was I forgot who we were playing, but he had a wide open dunk and, and ended up laying it up. He he's cut off forever. So one other thing I had um there was something I was just thinking about real quick um just because it's such a young group, it's such a different group um and playing really well. I say it's been kind of a cool thing to see coming from one year to the next and. You know, it's a young team, especially this year, you know, a lot of rookies, but you're really the only one we've seen. Um, I just real quick, one word. I'm going to just throw some names at you. Just one word about these guys. Um, Chet. Oh, unicorn. Shay. You said Shay? Yeah. Uh, Rare. Giddy. Ooh. I said unicorn already, Dan. Uh, oh, wizard. That's a good one. Blue Dort. Ooh. Oh, beast. Blue to beast. <laughs> J Will. Vocal. I can see that. Uh, last one. Um, Coach D. Coach D. Ooh, Ooh that's tough. I said vocal. I don't want to use that one again. Charismatic. Got it. Talked about a lot of rookies and, you know, being young too. Does it kind of feel like it's just an extension of college sometimes because the Thunder are so young outside of having, you know, Moose and Kenny Hustle? Yeah, that's a really good point. And that, that's how I think we get along so well. Everybody's around the same age. You know, obviously you have teams where you go in and uh, I don't want to like – by like you go to like the Clippers and they're just kind of like an older team where everybody's been in the league for so long. Obviously, that's not a bad thing. Uh, but yeah, it might be harder to relate 
to everybody. But I feel like we're all growing through the same experiences because it's like this year, first year is my second year. You're 21. I'm 21. Like we're all processing everything in life around the same. So it's cool that we all kind of get to grow up with each other and the locker room super fun. Everybody's able to really relate and kind of, I think, take heed to a lot of every everything everybody's saying because everybody was just in the situation recently. So everybody, you know, kind of remembers a lot of it. So I think that's been really good for our development. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, just for me personally, like I, I'm willing to listen to everybody. Like Josh is t- a year younger than me and I have no problem listening to what he has to say. And I think vice versa, like we all kind of understand the game. And I think we are really high IQ and high character group. So it just makes it really easy to learn and kind of grow. Well, Jalen, uh, just for everybody out there, obviously um, on Instagram and YouTube, your handle is Jalen J-Dub Williams, and then uh, Twitter is J-Dub P-S-C-E-O. So uh, I don't know. I mean, if, if you just want to talk about kind of, you know, what you're, what you're building on, on social media and all that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Twitter. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm on Twitter for the memes. I'm going to be real. Um, every once in a while I'll post on Twitter just because I just feel like I haven't posted in a while, but Twitter is kind of just, it's just there. Um, I'm trying to get into tweeting more, I guess. I, I don't really, Twitter's, Twitter's just to make me laugh. Um, Instagram, um, posted something today or maybe yesterday. Days are kind of blurring together now, but um, just kind of like my following base since it's blown up. So trying to handle that, I think people kind of take that for granted. I had 1,700 followers five months ago. I just hit 50K yesterday. So it's like, you know, trying to balance, like being able to respond to everybody and kind of understand that realm. Um, yeah, and then YouTube, I honestly just was like, it was just an idea uh, me and JoJo kind of had in the summer, just, you know, kind of talking and, you know, we were in Santa Barbara working out, so there's not a lot going on out there. So just kind of chatting it up in the room and we thought that would be a good idea to, kind of take it through maybe people haven't seen a lot of the you know NBA players kind of do YouTube and be personable and I think that's kind of one of the biggest compliments I've I've gotten is just people are like oh you're, you're regular and I'm like yeah like yeah we're just human just happen to be good at really good at one sport so mm-hmm. um yeah just trying to show a new lens through through the YouTube uh specifically um I don't really know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna kind of let you know, whoever's watching decide. I think I'm gonna put a poll up later tonight on what video they want to see. Um, I'm we're filming actually right now when he gets his cord from Target. Uh, a what's in my backpack? That's kind of been a big uh a big thing because I have the why am I drawing a blank? The pinky in the brain bag. I usually walk in the thing with that, so that's been a kind of a hot topic. So I'll I'll do stuff like that. But I think just kind of let my personality rock out everywhere and then when people have questions i i don't have a problem ever answering them or you know doing stuff like this like i always have time not doing anything so yeah i think just kind of that um kind of see where it takes me uh i'm new, like i said i'm new to it so i'm I'm learning through it and you've got a second instagram right a second page for maybe like just photo dumps or whatever yeah just like photo. Fo- yeah jay teletubby um yeah i got a bunch of stuff <laughs> i think i made that in college not really it was just like somewhere i could like follow all the accounts that i don't want to follow on my main page because you got to keep the ratio smooth and then as my like following was growing it was like a lot of these like social media contents and stuff like all the outlets actually end up following my main account so it was like i don't need to follow you 
on the second one. And then the second one just kind of turned into like stuff that people don't see or, you know, just fun stuff. None, none crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's public too. Like I, I don't post anything crazy on it, but it's usually just stuff that people don't see like behind the scenes in our locker room, you know, kind of just stuff like that. Well, J- Jalen, I had one more for you. If it's the prototypical, if you didn't play basketball, what other sport would you be playing? Uh, I wouldn't be playing a sport, bro. I'm gonna be real. Uh, <laughs> I've never, I never tried another sport. Um, never tried out for anything. Never attempted baseball. Saw none of that. So I think I would probably be doing something like maybe like sports marketing or sports advertisement, maybe journalism, something like that. Like it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be playing a sport. And I thank God that I decided to play basketball because that would. <laughs> That'd be tough. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I think about that all the time. I'm like, yeah, if this basketball stuff stops, I wonder what you're gonna do. <laughs> so, well, Jalen, we appreciate you so much uh, for for taking a little bit of time out of your day and and talking to us. Just just three regular guys that are just really Thunder fans. So it's it means a lot to us that that you take some time out of your day and you know hopefully uh, you know end of the season. Uh, we can hit you up again and we can do a, a year one recap with you or something like that. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm totally down for that. That's dope. Sweet. So, like I said, I probably won't be doing anything. I'll probably be moving if anything. So, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, I think that's that'll wrap it up for us. So, um, we'll be on the be on the lookout for that next video, man. <laughs> we'll appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, appreciate it. So that was our interview with Jalen Williams, J Dub, Jackson. You you just said right before we started started the 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 recap of the interview, like he's the Boomtown Hoops Rookie of the Year. Like just just talk about that, just just in general, like your thoughts on this whole the just the whole interview that we got to do with him. Yeah, I, it was it was really cool. Um, say I not that I've interacted with a ton of NBA players, you know, I've, you know a few here and there, but, um, by far like super down to earth. Um, I, his insight was good. I mean, he talked about, you know, like how, you know, like I asked about the speed of the game. Cause I feel like that's what we always hear. Um, and how his thing was more of like defensively, like the different things and, and he talks about, you know, getting pump faked by DeMar DeRozan a thousand times and having to switch from guarding, you know, one through five, like he's showing things like he's talking about the things that he's doing on the court as a rookie that are things that we should all really be looking forward to because we've got a, a rookie out here guarding different guys playing almost all five positions, like really, 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 you know, special like talent on the court and off the court. So um, I think that's something we should all be super excited about. And, and Kate, Kate, I thought it was kind of interesting whenever, whenever we're, he's talking about who he was modeling his game after, you know, he, he said Kobe, but he was like, I don't, you know, really want to say Kobe because it's, you know, like no one's really going to be like Kobe. I thought that was when, when, when he first said, when he first said that, I kind of, kind of went, what? And then as he went on to explain it more, I was just like, okay, yeah, that's, that, that makes sense. And I thought it was cool who he kind of used as an example. I'm not, not just SGA, but kind of like Karis LeVert is kind of, I'm not going to say not like, not a great pick, but it's like Karis Lever isn't an NBA all-star year after year that, you know, a lot of people would exactly model the game after. But it makes sense when you look at how the two play, you know, they're kind of that middle height where it's like 6'6", six, six, good wingspan. Um, so I thought it was kind of interesting how he went after that. But I thought it was a cool little 
no one's going to be Kobe kind of moment. Um, I think it, it makes a lot of sense. No one's going to make those kind of shots. Not, not a lot of guys are going to be behind the backboard with two people having their hands in their face, knocking down a over the backboard shot. So um, I guess it makes sense. I think one of the coolest parts about the interview was the story about the green room invite and, you know, not knowing who he's going to get picked by or having any idea from his agent. Cause I mean, if I was in the draft and I'm, I never will be, never was. So um, I kind of probably would want to know what my agents are saying, where I'm going to go. Maybe I don't, I don't know if I'd want that kind of shock. So, I mean, that was a cool little story, cool little nugget that we got to hear about. Yeah. And one thing you were talking about kind of with, you know, the different guys that he was talking about, he models his game after. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like and because in general, like to any normal person watching a game, like pretty much all of these guys are, are good at, Mm-hmm. like so many different parts of their game um but when you're at such a high level like somebody like Karis LeVert um dude can get buckets so like I you can see how you know J-Dub watch somebody like Karis LeVert and like take aspects of his game out of that and like they're not just looking at the entire player they're like oh I like the way this guy does this and I'm mm-hmm. gonna try to do that um and that's something that I always like find interesting because you know Karis LeVert like you said not an all-star but there's things that he does at a level that are above some of the other guys in the league yeah and, and I thought it was it was kind of interesting, kind of cool when we uh, were talking to him about, you know, who who would go to the dunk contest from the Thunder. And he said Basley. And I was just like, it took me a second. I was like, you know, that that kind of makes sense. You know, he, he's got springs, but I want to know what he's showing in practice. Is there any cool dunks we're not seeing that are in practice? I want to know that. Yeah, I was a little jealous in the food conversation because pretty much everywhere that was listed was a place I don't have here in Virginia. So, um, yeah, I need all those places as well. Um, the only place that did come up was Canes, and I'm getting one of those built across the street from my job. So um, I'm going to get that. Take your early lunch every day. Pure excitement. And I, I I thought that was really cool that he said, that he said Whataburger because I'm like, that's, you know, that's that's a very endearing thing to – most Oklahoma, you know, Texas people. So I'm like, that's yeah, that's pretty it. cool. Um, There's one coming to Western Oklahoma, and it's probably it was probably the the most newsworthy thing that I've seen in the past five years. So I my, agree. my maiden voyage to OKC, I'll have to hit it. Well, that'll pretty much do it for this special edition of the Boomtown Hoops podcast. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, and for for now, for Jackson and Cade, I am Stephen. Thunder up. Thank you